Well, it's a real treat for us to be going over the Sermon on the Mount in these past few days, and we'll continue to do that in the days that are ahead of us. The Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, is a kind of a distillation of Christ's teaching. And it really sums up Christianity, it sums up the gospel, it sums up uh, what Jesus said and what he taught. And he covers so many different topics, and every verse in the Sermon on the Mount is packed, full of incredible meaning and, and content. And we could take one of these lines and just continue to unpack it, unpack it, unpack it. I'm going to focus on this, this first thing that Christ says to us here. He says, uh, he's contrasting, in a certain sense, it's a contrast between the uh, sixth commandment, you shall not commit adultery, and then his teaching. And he's kind of going deeper. Uh, really, he's taking the sixth commandment and he's unpacking its inner meaning. He says, everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So what Jesus is doing with the Ten Commandments on the Sermon on the Mount is he's going, he's going deeper. He's going into them and he's letting us view their innermost uh, meaning. And so the Sixth Commandment has to do, it's not just with this is my wife, this is your wife, let's keep that, you know, keep those, those boundaries distinct. That certainly is what it has to do with, but it's more than that. Uh, it has to do with lust. And what, what is the nature of lust? Uh, I've said this before, you know, the art of love. The art of love, it's, a, it's an art, and it's something that we're learning to do rightly for our entire lives. And it's not easy, and it takes much uh, other uh, virtues, um, especially the virtue of prudence, to really learn that art well. So we've got this question, what's the difference between true love and lust? How do we understand the difference here? Uh, lust is essentially apprehending a dimension of your of the of the neighbor of the other person that you're lusting after it's apprehending a dimension of that person just a dimension it's not apprehending the totality of the person it's being drawn to uh, the sexual value of the other person and it's taking that sexual value and kind of um, uh, removing it from the context of the totality of who that person is. So you're kind of reducing the person. Okay, you're, you're making them from a person into an object. And this object then is almost kind of something for your personal consumption, if you will. And uh, th that's essentially what lust is. Human sexuality needs to be integrated into a broader reality into a broader horizon of values, the value of the person. So uh, there's a, a metaphor I read somewhere, I thought it was a helpful metaphor. If you take um, the example of the process of making wine, so if we want to know what real love is, there's three stages to it. And it's analogous to the process of the uh, fermentation of wine, and the production of wine. First we begin with the water. The water that falls from the heaven, it goes into the ground and is absorbed by the vine. Okay, so if we can imagine a vineyard and the vines are out there, and the vineyard takes the water from the ground and it brings it, draws it up into itself. 
So water corresponds to sensuality, to the senses, okay? And that's the first stage of authentic romantic love. It's the senses. But we can't stop there. You see, lust just stops at the senses. It doesn't integrate that water up into a higher level. And so if we want to proceed on to true authentic romantic love, that water goes and it, it turns into... Uh, Grape juice, essentially, okay? It turns into the grapes. So now there's something higher. And that second stage, that stage of grapes, is what might be termed emotional sympathy, okay? So you have the senses and the sensuality, and that's kind of like the lowest level of romantic love. And that's good, but it, you can't stop there. If you stop there, you got lust. So that's got to be, that, that good thing's got to be integrated into a higher horizon of, of meaning and value. And that's the value of uh, emotional sympathy. And that's the, that's the grape juice. So you go from water to grape juice. But that's not enough either. Emotional sympathy is not enough either. You gotta go from there, take that grape juice, and it's gotta be refined and fermented and purified, so forth and so on, and then become wine. And that wine then corresponds to authentic love. And what you're doing is you're taking that emotional sympathy and you're integrating it into a higher dimension or a higher horizon of value and meaning, and that is the value of the other person as a person whom you want good things for. Love, true love, is willing the good of the other person. Lust is just taking that, that whole process and uh, kind of retarding it and stopping it at the level of the senses and removing the sexual value of the person from the person as a person and just kind of using that as an, you know, making the person into an object. And that can happen too with emotional sympathy as well. So emotions and emotional sympathy is an integral part of authentic romantic love, but it's not enough. That's got to be integrated into a higher level too. Now, whenever I make blanket statements about the difference between men and women, I get I'm, I always make the risk of being accused of being a, uh, a chauvinist or whatever. But you know, it's a matter of emphasis. Sometimes men have a have an have a tendency. The male psychology has a tendency to be stuck in sensuality, but sometimes the the female psychology has a tendency to be stuck in emotional sympathy. Both of those levels are important and need uh, are essential to romantic love but both have to be integrated into a higher level in the value of the other person so that the other person is not just someone who makes me feel really good <laughs> you know or someone who's really hot or whatever it is that, that that's fine to be hot and to appreciate the other person in that way and it's fine to have a deep emotional sympathy and connection with the other person. Not only is that fine, but it's essential. Nonetheless, it's not sufficient. It's necessary, but not sufficient for true love. Both of those dimensions of authentic romantic love have to be integrated into the value of the person as a person whom you want good things for. Love is the willing of what's truly good of the other person. And so Jesus, in his teaching here, is getting to the, the deep inner meaning of the Sixth Commandment. And he's teaching us uh, about true love and, uh, and, and its contrast uh, with lust. 
just as a side note here, I just um, a good example of a character in a book who integrates um, sensuality and but especially emotional sympathy into that higher order of true love is um, Jane Austen's uh, Sense and Sensibility. Uh, there's these two characters in this book. Um, I think it's Eleanor and Marianne, and they're in contrast. Marianne is the is the character who she lets the kind of emotional dimension of romantic love uh, become kind of disintegrated from that broader horizon of of the other person, the value of the other person. And her sister, her older sister Eleanor, is the example of someone who is able to take um, emotional sympathy and integrate it in an authentic manner in terms of duty and, and true love and honor and so forth and so on. Uh, and there was a good film adaptation of this book in 1995, Sense and Sensibility. So anyways, that's a good, I just kind of throw that out there. It's a good uh, example, very wholesome morals that are being taught in that, in that novel, early 19th century novel. Um, but we thank the Lord for uh, his, his thorough teaching that he has come to teach us the truth uh, about human love.